0: Welcome to Self-Care is Sexy. My name is Chris, and I'll be your host. We are a weekly podcast that's here to generate and share self-care ideas with each other. If this is your first time listening to the show, hello and welcome. And if you're returning listeners, you guys are awesome. So amazing. Thank you for hanging out with me a bit today. Uh, So, But if you're new, I want to let you know what you've got yourself into. I'm Chris, and this podcast was created about a year ago, a little over a year ago here in beautiful, very popular Portland, Oregon, by two friends who basically just shared the need to learn how to make self-care a priority and stuff and And to be honest with you, i'm I've been having a lot of challenges around the self-care right now. it's it's been really hard to make myself a priority just with you know life and work and changes and all the things and stuff. and so, if you struggle too, if you know it's it's something that you need to work on, please listen to some previous episodes and, and immerse yourself with some serious self-care tips. There are interviews of some incredibly lovely people who, if you've, you know, you've never even heard of these folks, they just might have a nugget or two of wisdom just for you. Or you're welcome to interact with us. You can send me a quick email, post on the socials, Or if you're local and going to be in the area, you can hit up one of our monthly brunches. We have them once a month, usually the last Sunday of the month. And we do it at a local breakfast spot that I love here in Northeast Portland. Just like us on Facebook for all the details. So welcome to our show and and let's get started. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This week's show is all about FOMO and JOMO, the fear of missing out and the joy of missing out. Now, you may have all heard about the fear of missing out, and you may have experienced it yourself from time to time. Uh, maybe you didn't call it that or even exactly know what it was, but it's actually it's pretty common. And if you listen to the way that people talk about like social events and stuff, you can spot it a mile away. Um it's basically when all your friends are collectively going out to do something really fun and you're afraid you're going to miss it and you can't go or or you're not going to get the invite or even worse you say yes to every social event because you're super afraid you're going to miss out on the fun. But have you guys heard of the joy of missing out? It's this fun little self-care hack that's a really positive twist on the whole FOMO concept. The joy of missing out is when you're excited and settled about the fact that you're going to miss out on some awesome social event that's happening. I have some some perfect examples to share with you guys that will make this all make sense. And I've actually got some tips on how to navigate around the FOMO and how you can create more of the JOMO. But before all that, you've guessed it, i got a bit of housekeeping to do. Number one, as I mentioned before, we host a monthly brunch that you're welcome to come join us at. Usually, right now, we're about there's five or six people that consistently show up, and we just talk about self care, check in with each other. Uh, we set some goals on what we're gonna do like in the next weeks ahead. And if, if you're in the area and you want to enjoy some super strong stump town coffee with some good friends, make sure you find us on Facebook for the details. Also, if you're really enjoying the show right now and you find yourself shaking your head in agreement with the guests or enjoying the interviews please write a review in iTunes so that we can get more people to, to contribute the self-care tricks that work for them. Or if, if you're not able to do that, just tell a friend about the show and pass it along to somebody who, who might really need this and, and need some tips on how to put themselves first. And I really think it's important to share this resource with the people that you think might need it. And last but not least, if you're still interested in a passion planner, I have uh, a few left to give away. All you have to do is send your Self-Care Sexy passports. You can email it to Chris, K-R-I-S, at sexy.com. And if you have no clue what I'm talking about right now, head on over to my website, selfcareissexy.com. Download your Self-Care Sexy passports Follow all the little adventures and send it in to me all filled out, and you can win this amazing little life hack tool that is the Passion Planner. So so yes, all of the things, all things taken care of, we are moving on. <laughs> Today we're going to be looking at the fear of missing out, which I, I first remember hearing about this in high school, which for, for me was in the 90s. Um, but I, I remember I had this amazing friend who's actually, she's been on our show, Tracy, uh, she was this mega popular girl in high school, and I simply adored her right away. I immediately was like, that girl is cool. I want to be her best friend. Everyone knew her name, and and nobody had a bad word to say about her. She was just this just awesome, you know, the teachers liked her, all of it, right? So anyway, we're, we begin to get close. We're friends, and one day she confesses to me. We're in the back hall at school. And it's, it's way after class, and, and she leans in real close and says, you know what, I'm really afraid that something fun is going to happen without me. And that evening, you know, this was after we were both in theater together. And so this was after class, after theater, so late at night. And we'd been talking about how tired we both were from, from all of our classes and our homework and stuff like that. And so when she said this to me, I could tell there was this real fear going on with her. And now this was a long time ago. This was pre-Facebook, pre-cell phones in everybody's hands. So think of that then when there's, you know, n- no constant nagging social medias and, and you're having this anxiety that an exciting or an interesting event is currently happening somewhere else. And, and she was like the popular one, right? She seemed so put together and effortless. And when I heard that confession that day, I knew I knew that this was this was a powerful thing and that I had to be aware of that that fear and that feeling and accept that there's always going to be something fun that I'm going to miss out on. And I'm going to tell you guys what I told her and I still believe this is true. Sometimes it's just your turn to be at the coolest parties in town where everyone is and it's the best time ever and and sometimes You're going to miss out and be stuck at home with your car broke down or some stupid obligation you can't get out of or you can't afford or you choose to go to Club X when Club Z has the hottest DJ in town. It's going to happen. And you have to decide that that's okay. You're going to have to get to a place where it's okay to miss out on the inside jokes and the shenanigans. You know, I like to think of it this way. Um... When you go to, like, Disneyland or, you know, a movie, you have to stand in line, right, to get in the fun rides and to go see the show. And the time that you're missing out, well, that's kind of the price you pay for the really good times you do get to go and be a part of it all. And I actually, I just experienced this recently, and I thought, what a perfect topic for me to cover. Um, I was I was up in Seattle over the summer where actually my friend Tracy lived for, for a while. So, you know, it all, it all ties in. Right. The the universe has delivered this topic. So I have some some really great friends and they do really fun shit. So it's true. I'm super lucky. So my friends, they invited me up to Seattle and they asked if I would work the, the door at their exclusive block party dance party. And I was like, oh, uh, hell to the. Yeah. Yeah. And it was amazing. I saw some, some old friends from Spokane that I hadn't seen in years. I got to meet up with some Portland gals who had been visiting, um, and it was just, it was a blast. The club was jumping, the DJ was on point, there was serious hotness everywhere. It was a blast. Now mind you, at the end of this incredible party, all of my friends were getting ready to board an Olivia cruise to Alaska. Ugh, jaw drop! Oh my god, how effing fun would that be, right? So you know, I was super bummed. I really wanted to go. It was this—they um, had planned this wonderful, long week-long vacation, and I got—I got, I ro- I got kind of sad. I got totes bummed out. I was—I was feeling like, like I was gonna be missing out. Like you know, like, it, and it really could have ruined my whole time. It could have put me in an anxious, bad mood if I let it. But I was thinking about, you know, my friend Tracy and all those years ago in high school and about the price that you have to pay for the really good times. And so, you know, if you've had to work with this before or if this is striking a chord with you, I got some ways on how you can spot if you're falling into the FOMO and ideas on how to combat it. And then then I'm going to talk about JOMO, The Joy of Missing Out, and introduce you to that concept and ways to create more of it. So so but first here are some ways to spot if you're experiencing FOMO, the fear of missing out. One, you start packing two of everything. So when you're leaving the house, now look, I'm all for, you know, efficiency and having what you need, but if you're going overboard and you're packing and preparing for like 10 what ifs, well that's that's kind of a sign you're falling into the FOMO. Because People who are afraid they're going to miss out on something fun, they want to be prepared for, like, whatever will come up, like, anything. So, you know, they might have, like, a toothbrush and a change of shoes. Um, They might make sure they have everything they need for a pool party, even though it's not in their schedule. Uh, It's more than just being prepared for, like, what if. It's also about the obsession piece, like, mind always racing, um, about this thing I could end up doing or this other thing I heard, or my friends might do this or this social event on Facebook and All my pals said they were interested in, you know, that mind racing obsession part. Number two, another way you can identify if you're falling into the FOMO is if you're asking the host of an event a ton of questions. So, you know, it's good to know what you're walking into and everyone wants to kind of help contribute to the success of a social event. However, if you're like grilling the host about, you know, what games, what food, who's all going to be there... It could be a sign that you're you're actually more interested in the details to help you determine if it's going to be the funnest option available, and it really shouldn't matter. If you commit to go to a friend's barbecue, and that's your plan, that's where you're going to go, no matter what the food is or who shows up, just being with people and having time with them is way more important than what the social event is. FOMO might be an issue for you if you spot yourself comparing two possible events over and over and and really stressing out whether or not you picked the right one. So watch for that. Number three, scheduling back-to-back events with absolutely no downtime between them. So just trying to cram all the fun into one day, you know, or one weekend or whatever it is. And that's actually pretty prevalent here for a lot of Portland folks we try to cram a lot of fun into the summer cuz you know we have these kind of rainy torrential winters and so there's a lot of us that just try to do as much fun as we possibly can during the summer and and that's kind of a fomo red flag right there if you're obsessively trip planning three social events back to back where you have to you know race from one get dressed in the car and you're really not Able to really enjoy what you're doing because your mind is somewhere else, or you're thinking about the next thing or the next event that's going on, and that might be a sign that you're seriously fearful that some other fun is out there happening without you. So you have to try and make sure you're kind of evaluating what it is. Um, and I'll get it. I get it. You know, I do. You might have a lot of really fun things lined up, and you might very well be able to go from one to the next easily. The element that makes this a FOMO flag is that you're not being able to fully enjoy whatever you're doing because of the anxiety about another event. Uh, another example would be wanting to stay home and relax and take some time for self-care and, and knowing that you need that downtime. Or, or wanting to accomplish personal projects that you, you might be planning on or working on, and instead you're rushing off at the very first chance of fun because you don't want to be left out. So, you know, watch for that. Uh, another example or how you can tell if you've got the FOMO red flag is checking the guest list over and over again. So if you're overly concerned with who's going, who's going to be there, and you find yourself comparing that, again, to another possible social event, this is a really big flag. Like, whatever you decide to attend, all the right people are going to be there. And and if you do end up missing out on some other mega fun thing, I just keep going back to what I learned, you know, back in high school, it's just not your turn. You gotta wait your turn. We all have, you know, we we all have these things that we want to go do, but we, we can't all have Week long vacation cruises every month. I mean, someone can, that might, but the reality is that's not, for a lot of us, that's just not feasible or sustainable. So watch for that. Number five, another way to spot FOMO is texting or doing the socials while you're at an event. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say it right now. Let's bring Classy back. I am so sick of seeing people on their stupid cell phones. While they're at a party or a social event. Look, whatever is happening on social media while you're out living your life, it will still be there when you're done. And I just, I think it's so rude. You know, the event planners and the other people, they see you and it can, it can be really hurtful and offensive, especially if someone put a lot of effort into putting together a a gathering. Like be where you are, be with the people you're with, enjoy what you're doing and stop comparing what you're doing to something else and just enjoy and create the fun wherever you are all right you guys let's let's just recap that red flag list real quick just how to tell if you're experiencing the fear of missing out they were one um, packing for every occasion when you leave the house number two drilling the host for information number three overbooking yourself Number four, obsessing over the guest list or who's going to be there. And number five, texting or social media while you're at an event. So this concept of FOMO is really a lot more about anxiety and how we sense into our decision-making about being social. These red flags I just went through by themselves are not a bad thing. I mean, except for being on your cell phone and checking Facebook. That's just that's when your friends are right in front of you. I hate that. But what I'm talking about is... When it starts to affect you emotionally and you're getting all worked up and you're genuinely bummed out because you're afraid that fun is happening somewhere else okay so so now that you have a baseline on how to identify if you're falling into the FOMO let's talk about how we're going to combat it so here are five ways that I came up with that you can defeat FOMO number one You can go to the damn thing, all right? So if you're really freaking out about missing out on something fun that you'd really like to do, go. It's your life. You do what you want with your time. It might be a better option. You could have a blast, meet new people, and and feel really glad that you did. The only caution is that if self-care is something you've been trying to work on, you know, the taking time for yourself, tending to your own priorities, that sort of thing, just check in and make sure you don't need the downtime more than the hang time. But if you're going to the fun thing, it's an, it's an option, and the anxiety is greater if you don't go, then, then just go to the thing. Now, if it's a general somewhere out there, something, might, something fun might be happening, and I'm going to miss it, but it's not like an event that you've been invited to or whatever, the best way to combat that is to do something fun, call up your pals, you know, go to the park, do something right then and there. Number two for defeating FOMO, don't make plans. You know, good luck with that, but seriously, if you get anxious about missing out on a party or fun outdoor adventures, or you you feel yourself always pulled between different events, just don't commit and fly by the seat of your pants. Facebook created the interested button for a reason. But don't be a dick and say that you're going to go and then don't show up because you're freaked out about missing some other fun thing that you really wanted to go do instead. And I'm trying to get better at that, you know, and only respond if I'm going to go like for sure, for sure, the day of the event or if, if if you know, if it's something I'm dying to do and I know I'm not going to miss it, then I then I know no matter what else is going on, I'm going to go do that thing. Number three, another way to combat FOMO is stop comparison. Stop comparing fun to fun. What's the coolest, funnest thing you could be doing? Yeah, it's the thing you're literally doing right now. Because that's the the thing that's the funnest, and you get to decide if the thing you're doing is the best thing. And and I know you might get all worked up and be like, I saw I see a post on Facebook that everyone's at this amazing like fun pool party while you're sitting at a really lackluster book signing. But just know the truth that that one fun is never better than another. I love the quote, um, "Comparison is the thief of joy," and I think it's so applicable here because you don't need to worry yourself with which thing you're doing and whether or not it's better the great fun pool party that you're racing to go get to so you don't miss out could be a super snore suck fest by the time you get there with like a half bowl of stale chips a smoldering fire and leftovers passed out on various furniture like it's seriously not worth it at that point so you know if you're trying to combat FOMO and you're trying to to really, you know, rid yourself of this useless anxiety, just stop comparison. Number four on combating FOMO, host the thing. If you ever want to cure yourself the fear of missing out, host a gathering. Don't care if it's a five-person dinner party, grilling and beers around the fire pit, like a pool party at your par- apartment complex, whatever. If you're hosting, you won't be ghosting. And that's right. You you can't get all caught up in the, you know, if another place is funner because you're the host, right? You're making sure the people around you are taken care of. Now, if you do a host, you know, if you do decide to host a thingy and, you know, not everyone shows up because they're out somewhere else, you got to fight that urge to get bummed out. First of all, if you're the host, put down your fucking socials for a second and attend to the humans right in front of you. And second, if you're hosting the thing and you're taking care of the other people that are right in front of you, you, you shouldn't be worried about the, the possible fun that's happening without you. Again, where you are, what you are doing is literally the funnest thing you could be doing. Number five, last but not least on combating the fomo is to think of monday me right so how am i going to feel on monday if i miss out on this event right like when you start to feel the anxiety of something happening without you being a part of it when that creeps up and and you, you just think all the way through it okay so 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 get up leave the house in search of the fun thing you're missing out on you don't find it you get disappointed you return home really bum bummed out that you missed it and now you're tired and you're not ready for your week to start. And I, I say Monday mean, but I don't mean like that day, literally, although that's the typical start of the work week for most. But what I mean is the next time, you know, you have to do the adulting. How is that version of yourself going to feel if you choose to either A, go to the really fun thing, or B, stay home and attend to your self-care needs? So that's that's a real good way to to really combat that fear of missing out is just to really think about how's Monday me gonna feel about this. All right, let's 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 recap that list of how, how we're combating the FOMO. Real quick, they were number one, go to the thing. And number two, don't make plans, just fly by the seat of your pants. Number three, stop comparison. Number four, host the thingy. And number five, think of Monday me. All right, so now we've talked all about FOMO. How to combat it, you know, how to spot it, how to combat it, all that. And now I want to shift gears and I want to start talking about this new concept. And it's a much more positive way um, to think about and to handle the, the the whole fear of missing out idea. It's called JOMO, the joy of missing out. And And basically, like to summarize it, it's a simple practice of finding joy in not going to or attending social events or not being a part of big fun and just sitting this one out. Now it's, it is a practice of grounding and, and getting into being like, okay with missing out. And and I've got a few suggestions on how to you cultivate that joy of missing out. Um, but I'd love to hear from you guys, you know, maybe your experiences with this concept as we go through some examples here. Um, maybe you found something that really works for you, or maybe this week's show has given you kind of a reason to pause and reflect and, and see if this FOMO thing is something you're really going through. I'd, I'd love to hear about it and just how you're dealing with it and maybe some tools. Um, you can always email me. It's easy to reach me. I, my email is Chris, K-R-I-S, at selfcaresexy.com. Okay, so, so some ways to switch from FOMO to JOMO, tips on creating the joy of missing out. Number one, identify that you're anxious. Now this seems kind of simple and you know basic, but it's also one of the hardest practices ever because it is so subtle. Um, it reminds me of my yoga class where um, the teacher lovingly says, you know, just notice what's coming up, or, or when you're listening to one of those guided meditations and they say, just notice the breath, right? Th- these are all basic. It's just identifying what's going on, no judgment. Uh no tasks, no nothing's involved, just noticing, and it's uh, a fundamental building block to better self-care. Just being able to spot anxiety is key. Now, what you do once you spot it is completely based on where you're where you're at. you know, you could just identify that you're getting anxious about missing out some crazy fun thing, and that's that. Uh, Look at my previous list on what you do next, but after a while, just being able to identify what's creating your anxiety level to rise, you'll get to a place where you can start to predict it and notice the triggers. So if you're really at that basic um, place of how do I get rid of this fear of missing out and how do I cultivate being grounded and okay with just doing whatever it is I want to do, I highly recommend utilizing tools to identify your anxiety. Number two, practice some quiet time or downtime. Now, this is a total self-care hack from way, way back. But it, it does also work for cultivating joy. You know, appreciation always makes more of what you want. It's like the fast pass to your desires. When you have like a daily meditation practice or a weekly block of time that you schedule that you stick to, um, you really start to appreciate that unplugged, down shifted feeling right when you when you find yourself at home with no plans, and the ability to just sit and read a book if you want, or, you know, do things on your own time or at your own pace and, and really savor life and appreciate it. Because more likely than not, this world is going to throw some major unavoidable social event that you're going to have to do. So if you have this intentional practice of downtime, it gives you that contrast that will help you cultivate the joy of missing out on all the fun or the drama or the just straight up like stimulation. Number three, set social limits. Now, this goes back to an interview I did with Jessie from Texas a while back. You can find it via the website. Um, it's www.selfcaresexy.com. Just search for her name, Jessie, J-E-S-I. And she talked about putting yourself on a social diet. I really loved this concept where you you basically you only allow so many social events in, say, like a month period or, or a week or whatnot. And what this does is it makes you prioritize. So let's say you get the invite to several events and the fear of missing one of them is really super strong. Um, You can pick the event and just make sure that it's within your quote-unquote event diet. And now you have, once you've hit your limit of social events and something really cool comes up that you you don't want to miss, this is the great time to practice your JOMO and getting into being okay. You know, where's my anxiety about not going to this event? And what would it feel like next week, next year, whatever, if I missed the event and so on and so on. Setting limits, whether it's socially or whatever, it's a great self-care tool. Number four, create and share your downtime. So often people, they'll, they'll ask, what'd you do this weekend? And I say, let's start celebrating the answer, nothing, right? When people answer, you know, what'd you do this weekend? Nothing. We live in such a hyper spastic go, go, go society that I'm all in favor for all of us chilling the fuck out. I mean, take the downtime and celebrate it. I stayed in this last weekend and did nothing and it was great and I loved it. I didn't answer the phone, you know, I did what I wanted to. I was in my PJs and I just, I felt like I was really able to really recharge. And, and when someone is telling you about their downtime, praise them and, and exclaim as if they're telling you about an amazing sea adventure with thousands of amazing people and, and all the glory of a mega vacation getaway. you know, celebrate nothing, celebrate lazy couch days, right? Praise our friends for sharing that with you. They're, they're so far and few between for most of us, especially, especially those of you that are moms out there. I know it is so rare in your lives to just sit and do nothing, so cherish it when you can and, and help others by celebrating them too when they mention that that's what they're doing. Number five, now this last suggestion is going to sound a bit self-centered, and, and I know this, but it really helped me. Consider that you missing out on an event or a fun social gathering gives your friends a chance to talk about you. And this is not a bad thing. You want your friends to talk about you, to share stories, to appreciate it when you're not there. But if you are frantically rushing to every event in an effort to never miss out, you are running the risk of people not missing you at events and therefore taking you for granted. And to me, that's an okay way to look at it. If it's going to help ease the fear and anxiety, who cares, right? I don't dwell or obsess. It's just a quick thought that helps make the staying in not suck so bad. Okay, so that's some ways you guys can switch that fear of missing out into the joy of missing out. Thinking about how our overstimulated lives and our culture is and, and what a good idea it is to have these tools in your back pocket when you feel the fear of anxiety, of missing out, creep up. And maybe come up with what works for you. Maybe have a creative way to, to really celebrate missing out on events and fun stuff. Um, and if, if you've got a great thing you'd like to pass along to our listeners, just hit me up via email. But let's just recap the ideas of how to create more JOMO in our lives. One, identify your anxiety. Get good at this, you guys. It's only going to serve you in the future. Number two, practice intentional quiet time or downtime. Number three, set social limits or go on a social event diet. I'm currently my diet includes three things a week. I am not allowed to schedule myself for more than three extracurricular activities a week. Uh, number four, celebrate and share your downtime, which I'm really all about this right now. Let's really praise the I did nothing but spent quality time with my couch. I think that that is just as amazing as going to some incredible event. Number five, imagine that your friends are appreciating you. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed our FOMO JOMO topic. If you have a story you'd like to share and want to be on the show, please email me. It's Chris, K-R-I-S, at selfcareissexy.com.
1: Okay, we've got
0: some really great content coming your way, so stay tuned. And remember that self-care is sexy. We're giving you permission to put yourself first.